0: Welcome back to Man Coverage. I'm your host, Mario Esteb, where every week I take what has happened throughout the National Football League and, you know, say my thoughts, say what happened, and make a little podcast for you. You know, this was the first week in a while where there wasn't an actual football game, but. The grind doesn't stop. Just because there's no football doesn't mean there's no podcast. Still a lot happened, and the Pro Bowl counts as football, right? So, you know, it was actually better this year not doing just an actual game. And flag football, I think, had a lot more views. I said I wasn't going to watch it, but low-key I did. Had to watch Justin Jefferson... Kirk Cousins, you know, all of them ball out. So Pro Bowl was actually a a great success. So there was that game, but also a lot happened despite there not being an actual NFL game. You know, these come out every Tuesday. And last Wednesday, I missed it by a day, but the GOAT, Tom Brady, retired legit this time from the NFL you know i feel like just because he retired last year and then unretired that i feel like when he retired this year it wasn't as big of a deal as it should have been because last year just the whole world kind of exploded and then he said he was unretiring and it was like a well which is it and now when he did it this year we're like oh okay cool so Obviously, I'm going to be talking about Tom Brady, you know, the GOAT in football, the GOAT in sports, maybe. It's debatable, but whether you hate him, you love him, you have to respect him. The league's going to be so weird without Brady. I mean, my whole life, I've seen Brady play. Um, He was just so dominant. I don't think we'll ever see an NFL player as dominant as Tom Brady. You know, even if you think about Patrick Mahomes coming up, and really, he's, I guess, the only one that would be. Even if you want to talk about passing the torch and having someone maybe be as great as Brady, you could put Mahomes in the conversation. But, I mean, he's playing for his second Super Bowl. He's 27. Still, if he wins, he'd be 5 away and he's almost 30 so like it's just it's hard to compare the two because obviously Mahomes is the better athlete one of the best athletes we've seen as a, at a quarterback but Super Bowls I think are quarterback awards and I think those do matter when you're talking about legacy even if we don't want it to, because at the end of the day, the quarterback's the leader of the team. And, you know, Tom Brady showed that you don't have to have the most talent, the best arm, the speed, the strength to win those games. But he had the attitude and the, the mentality. And 7 is just going to be tough to beat. Especially in this day and age where I feel like... Every year there's just more and more great quarterbacks and I mean we haven't seen a repeat of a Super Bowl since Brady did it in the early two thousands, so it's just it's just gonna be weird without him and you know, I say he's the goat. Some people don't say he's the goat. I don't understand what you are saying. But I mean I wrote down in my notes I said, Is he the goat with a question mark? And if you go throughout sports and you think, let's say basketball, for example, there's a debate. It's it's Jordan or LeBron. Most people say Jordan because of the rings. But then if you talk about the rings, what about Bill Russell? But the league was so different when Bill Russell was around, and then you say... Well, LeBron's the better basketball player, but he just doesn't show up in the finals. So then that it's it's hard to talk about comparing sports because if you use the logic where championships don't matter, then LeBron would be the GOAT because he's overall the best basketball player ever. But in football it's different because If you don't use championships, who do you say the GOAT is? I mean, I don't know, because there's so many different positions in football, and, like, when you mean the GOAT, do you mean, like, the most athletic, or do you mean the most skilled, the best winner? Like, it's hard to differentiate between the different positions, so I guess the comparison between like choosing a go between basketball and football is is different but along with that when you think of basketball there's always the debate whether it's jordan or lebron or even kobe but like football i feel like there's never a debate it's not like brady versus montana or brady versus like peyton manning i i feel like it's everyone knows it's brady one and then like two, three, four, that those change. But I feel like if you're a football fan, if you're a sports fan, you know the face of the NFL right now is Brady. But then NBA it's it's LeBron or it's it's Jordan or it's Kobe. So I think as much as people want to hate on Brady, he is the GOAT. Seven Super Bowls leading them. It wasn't like he was carried by the defense or anything, so it's gonna be weird without him, but I think he's taking this year off, and then 2024, he's going to Fox, so (laughs) taking one break, one year break, and then going back, so happy retirement to Tom Brady, if you're listening. Totally doubt it, but you never know. Um, More news that happened last week. Brian Flores was hired by the Minnesota Vikings for the defensive coordinator spot. He was the senior defensive assistant for the Steelers last year, I believe. Obviously, he was the Dolphins head coach, and he was calling plays on defense for the Patriots before that. So, you know, I think a big step for Minnesota. I That's who I wanted them to hire, especially just with all their defensive struggles last year and Ed Donatel. Well, like everyone wanting to fire him midway through the season. So hopefully Flores can fix that defense because they have a talented roster still. I mean, I know they got to sign some guys. But hopefully the Flores move will maybe push some of those defensive veterans to stay. So, big news for the hiring world. And then, I won't really talk about the Pro Bowl much. I mean, I watched some of the skills, and I feel like the game overall this year was better than like the games prior. But the skills, like the skill competition, I feel like they've been better in prior years. <clears throat> I don't know, like, the best catch was kind of boring. They It was all pre-taped and they weren't that special. And I feel like in years prior, they just did it when they were actually on the field and I felt like that was better and... The precision passing was good too, but also like the AFC quarterbacks were Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Huntley and Derek Carr and the NFC were Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith and Jared Goff. So no one like none of the stars really go to the Pro Bowl anymore, especially the quarterbacks. So I guess it makes the skills competition less entertaining, but it's the NFL and no matter what they do they're still going to get a lot of views on the Pro Bowl. So I guess doesn't really matter what they do because they know people are going to watch. And then kind of the bulk of this podcast is going to be what's coming up on February 10th, 9th, I think. 9th. It's the NFL Honors, you know, the award show where they... Announce the MVP, the Offensive, Defensive Players of the Year, Rookies of the Year, Coach of the Year, Comeback, Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year, and... You know, I'm excited for that. I think... I don't know if it was a joke, but... Who's the host? It's, like, Amy Schumer, which... I don't know. I have my thoughts on her, but... I don't know. I just don't... I don't... I don't know. I'm not gonna say anything bad, but... I feel like they should have picked like a former athlete where I don't know like Peyton Manning did the SB's one year and it was really funny or like even John Cena did. So I don't know, I can't I can't complain when I haven't watched her do it yet. But I'm actually going to give my um award predictions for the NFL honors. Um I'll just do kind of quick run. I mean, I'm going through rookie offensive rookie, defensive rookie, Comeback player, coach, defensive player, offensive player, and MVP. So seven of them. I know that's not all of them. They still have like assistant of the year and I think general manager of the year. But I'll go through the, the, the big ones, which everyone kind of knows. So we'll start with offensive rookie of the year. The nominees, I believe, are Garrett Wilson for the New York Jets. Um, Kenneth Walker for the Seahawks and Brock Purdy for the 49ers. Um, It's usually a quarterback's award you know with Herbert winning and I don't remember who won it last year. But I don't I don't know why I'm blank. I don't think it was a quarterback because like none of them played last year. But I don't know. I feel like if there's rookie quarterbacks, they usually win. I think this year they won't, though. Just because Brock Purdy really only played like seven games. And yeah, he went undefeated. But it's it's called Offensive Rookie of the Year. Not Offensive Rookie of the last half of the season. So with that being said, I'm going to have Kenneth Walker win this award. You know, when Rashad Penny went down... Towards the beginning of the year, he just went off, super explosive. Kind of was that Seattle's offense, kind of the main point of Seattle's offense. Settled down Gino a little bit too, so Seattle's got a great future, especially with Rashad Penny. Was like, I remember last year towards the end of the season, he like went off, especially in fantasy. I remember so. If he's healthy, I mean, they could have a one-two punch, but also I'd rather stick with Walker and maybe they can trade Penny or something. But I think it'll go to Kenneth Walker. Garrett Wilson also had a great year, too. The Jets just had a great rookie class, and that's leading to my defensive rookie of the year. I think this will be unanimous. There's great nominees with... Hutchinson and Woolen, but I think it'll go to Sauce Gardner. I mean, he's already one of the best corners in the league. He was all pro, first team. Just a shutdown corner for the Jets. He, t- he talked the talk. I mean, he's got a sick nickname, and he's just a stud. He, I mean, for going fourth overall as a Cornerback, you got to you're going in with high expectations, and he definitely exceeded those. Jets are that have a very bright future along with the Seahawks, but the Jets, I mean, you you can't forget about Brees Hall either. He was probably going to be the front runner for the offensive rookie of the year if he hadn't gotten hurt, and that destroyed my fantasy team. But anyways, Sauce Gardner, that's kind of a lock. Not too much to talk about. Next comeback player of the year, um, nominees are Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Geno Smith. All these players had great years. McCaffrey, Barkley both were hurt last year. And Geno, I mean, was just a backup who didn't play. And I think it'll go to Geno just... Especially going into the year, everyone kind of doubted the Seahawks. I had them literally, I think, going last in the league. It was supposed to be a rebuild year. They just traded Russell Wilson. Everyone thinking, is Geno really the guy? I mean, that vision's also stacked with, you know, the last year's world champion Rams, and the Niners are always good, so... Just what Gino did, proving the haters wrong, not writing back. I'm quoting Gino, but it'll go to Gino, I think. You could make the case where it could be Saquon too, just because the Giants like also went far in the playoffs, but I feel like Gino's story because he wasn't just out like one year, he like hadn't started in a bit, so um. Yeah, I think it's going to be Geno Smith. And then Coach of the Year, the nominees are Sean McDermott, Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni, and Kyle Shanahan. This could be a toss-up. I think it's either going to be Sirianni or Dable, but I th- think I'm going to go with Brian Dable. Kind of same thing as what, like, what I had to say about Geno, where everyone was kind of Counting out the Giants, I mean, they were bad last year and the last couple of years. They didn't really do much in the offseason, like, free agency-wise. I mean, their biggest thing they did in the offseason was hire Brian Dable. Obviously, the Bills coordinator. So, just what he did with the Giants, leading them to the Divisional, getting them a playoff win... Without really changing the team is why I have him at Coach of the Year. And who knows if it was like a fluke year or if they're just going to keep getting better. We'll see what they do with Danny Dimes and Saquon. Hopefully keep them both. But Dable with great year. I mean, one game away from the conference championship. If I, if you would have said that before the season that the Giants were one game away, I would have thought you were crazy. So I think Brian Dable will, will win that award. Now the big boys, um, defensive player of the year. The nominees are Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. I think at the beginning of the year it was everyone was really high on Micah Parsons. And he was just a stud from the first kind of like eight, nine games. And then while Micah Parsons was kind of dying down, that's when Nick Bosa started to rise a little bit. Getting all those sacks, those TFLs, and, I mean, leading the 49ers defense to those 10 straight wins. So I think it'll be Nick Bosa. I think this will be a pretty obvious one, too. You know, Micah Parsons and Chris Jones, both, I mean, super talented defensive players, but just Nick Bosa with the amount of sacks he had and carrying that Niners defense, especially with no one really knowing what was going to happen with the quarterback situation, I think it'll go to Bosa. And then Offensive Player of the Year nominees are Justin Jefferson Tyree Kill Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes Um, it's weird when there's like the same guys are nominated for offensive player and MVP because then you'd be like well if they win MVP they should win offensive player but they usually don't give it to the same player unless they like broke a bunch of records like when I think Mahomes won both one year when he like had 50 touchdowns and like, 5,000 yards. I think. I may be wrong. But I think it'll be Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's Offensive Player of the Year. He was so dominant from the start. Even with, like, four games in there under 50 yards, he still had 1,800 yards. So, he was just... He was the reason why the Vikings won 13 games. And... I think without Justin Jefferson, he the Vikings would not have won the division. They would not have made the playoffs. And that's kind of why I'm leaning towards him. Obviously, Tyree Kill also had a great year, especially with a new team. But, you know, the Dolphins didn't really do much, especially with Tua going down. I feel like he kind of slowed down when Tua got hurt. You can make a case for Jalen Hurts, too, especially with all those rushing touchdowns, but... ah. And then Mahomes, of course, you could make a case. But I think it'll be Jefferson. He's been the favorite for a long time. And just what he's done with the team and him kind of being the whole offense is why I have Jefferson winning that award. And then the final award, the most valuable player. The nominees are... Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. Also, another reason why I think he'll be offensive player of the year is because he's a nominee for MVP, and he's the only non-quarterback nominated for MVP. So, yeah, I mean, if that doesn't help my case more than I don't know what does, but I think most people know, or most people think that this will go to Mahomes. It's based on the regular season, but even if it was based on the playoffs, I think that would help his case more. Jalen Hurts missed a couple of games in the regular season, so that could kind of hurt his stock. Josh Allen was very on and off, very inconsistent. And Joe Burrow, I mean, he didn't really click until like week six or seven. So Mahomes the whole year was dominant with... Not the greatest wide receiver core. He's still out of Kelsey, but he made it work without Tyreek Hill and with all the doubters saying they wouldn't win the division, and now they're in the Super Bowl. So I think Mahomes will get his second MVP. And then speaking of Mahomes, we'll close out this podcast, but it's Mahomes versus Hurts Super Bowl next week. This is the last podcast Before the big game, I'm super excited for this matchup. I think it'll be a great, entertaining, hopefully high-scoring game. But, you know, last week I said the Chiefs were going to win. I still think they're going to win. I think it'll be close, but I don't know. I just, I think the Eagles have a better roster overall. But the Chiefs have Mahomes. And he's the X-Factor, so... We'll see. It could go either way. It'll be hopefully a great game, but it'll either be Mahomes' second or Hertz's first. So I'm excited for the big game, and next week I'll basically just be talking about everything that happened in the Super Bowl, from who won to even the halftime show. So hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um. Yep. Super excited for the big game next week. And I will catch you guys next Tuesday. See ya.